This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Good evening. What's going on, everyone? Four o'clock in the afternoon. This is Todd Berry Podcast live. That was your cue to give me a standing ovation. That was your cue to not do what you just did and do something that you knew I wanted. This is already not good. I'm, this is, we're off to a bad start. No, you guys are a good crowd. Small little crowd here. Probably, I'll edit that out. <laughs> Capacity crowd. I'm really surprised that this four o'clock in the afternoon show would be this crowd. Is Doug Benson doing one of his 420 shows? Is that what's going on? Do I have competition at four o'clock in the afternoon? No, these live podcasts are always blasts. Even mine. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether there's thousand people or nine hundred and fifty like there are here tonight. There are nine hundred and fifty people here tonight. <laughs> you guys ready, huh? Should I insult some people in the audience first, maybe? No, I got a couple of people here alone. Easy targets. <laughs> Woman up front alone, front row center, I like that. You're like, yeah, I'm alone, and I'm going to take a great seat. <laughs> do you do things alone? You do <laughs> Things where I can't find anyone to go with me? Because <laughs> it's not interesting or appealing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do those kind of things alone. <laughs> things where, yeah, where no one wants to do it but me. Are you a huge uh, podcast fan? That was a terrible question. <laughs> They're laughing at my terrible question. Have you been to other live podcasts before? One, which one? You can't remember. It was a long name? A long name. You don't even remember? <laughs> It's weird that you've only been to one other and you can't remember it. It's like podcast just started like three, two weeks ago. I was going to jokingly say it was two weeks ago. You got a lot going on. You don't have fucking time for remembering something where someone poured their heart and soul out. You think you'll remember this one? So the guy, whoever hosted that one didn't talk to you, didn't make you part of the show. So you iced him out of your memory. <laughs> I just uh, don't remember the one other podcast I saw that I chose to go to. Where was it? In San Francisco? Okay. That was my podcast. <laughs> And you weren't nice to me then either. <laughs> no, you're all right, lady. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're the backbone of this show. What's your name? 
Tiana, T-I-A-N-A? Hmm, that's rough. <laughs> that is not how you spell that name. <laughs> is that the name you went under at the other mystery podcast? Okay. What's your job? Seriously? What kind of engineer? Another people. The guy loves engineers over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, engineers people. Yeah. <laughs> no one really knows what they do, but we like them. What kind of engineer are you? Civil. You design bridges. That's the only thing I know about civil engineering. <laughs> but I say it real quickly, so it sounds like I'm smart. Oh, dudes knows what a civil engineer is. Bridges. I heard that once. <laughs> what do you design? Okay. Me too. <laughs> I'm new to this. Clearly. The fact that I'm still talking to you shows how... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Which college did you go to? Gonzaga University. I have not heard of that one. Washington. I have not heard of that city. <laughs> or that state. I've never heard of that state. It's a good school? Pretty good. All right. But seriously, why am I still talking to you? <laughs> not doing like 30 minutes of crowd work. It is my specialty, though. <laughs> You guys ready to start? All right, let's start. Woo! All right, is this thing working? Okay. You like my reading glasses? I won't reveal the brand because I don't have a sponsorship deal with them. So fuck them. Send me free glasses. All right. Oh, there we go. So that's an increase in volume, huh? I'm a quiet man. I need a powerful microphone. Because <laughs> I'm always going to whisper. I'm not comfortable with this mic stand, though. I feel like I'm leaning into it. There's no way I can keep this posture for the next four and a half hours. <laughs> I hate this mic stand. Does anyone have a mic stand on them? I don't even know what this is for. This is... It's like for a little desk lamp or something. Someone wants to mic their desk lamp. Maybe I'll do this, huh? Comic style, yeah. Now I'm in control. My first guest for this evening, for this afternoon. This guy has been doing comedy as long as I've been doing it, which is like, I've been doing it 110 years. This guy actually started before me. He's got a great podcast that I listen to. It's called Overview. Please welcome Rick Overton, everyone. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Rick. Sorry for that terrible intro that I gave you. No, it's word for word the way I wrote it out. <laughs> I like your podcast. Are you distracted when you're on stage? Because I'm easily distracted. Uh, USADD. Oh, that's I heard you use that term on your podcast. That's it. I, we're... we're uh... America's being turned into a jingling Las Vegas corridor where you can't get to your room because you don't even know what the hell direction you're facing and everything's just ringing out and Granny's winning a bucket of nickels. You think you got the next shot at it, you know? I think I know what you said. <laughs> but yeah, I think my attention span is definitely even worse than it used to be. 
Even worse than when I was getting C's and D's in school. Yeah, what, what, is your sense of humor also sort of a uh, compensatory survival skill for youth in school, uh, being a little weird? Yeah, I think that... Uh, Same here. I think there's a reason I've never been in a fight. <laughs> I'm not the droid you're looking for. Yeah, I think, it, I think it, it helps a little bit to be a little funny. And uh, you just make those big bullies laughing when they're surrounding you. Totally. Grabbing your milk money. This yeah. is from like 1920s. <laughs> Kicking sand in Kicking your face. Kicking sand in my face and then I have to take that Charles Atlas course. Say why I... Is that, so you think that's why people are funny? I, I think when, by the time you're a thinking of yourself as a funny comedian, you had decades of training not that you didn't officially call the training, but you were starting to establish it. You don't see a lot of guys that kicked in at 30 and 9 out of nowhere and <laughs> leap to the top. That's true. You had to have formed it as a child, I think. You know? When did you start? How old were you? Oh, I, I don't know. I think I did a bit, some shtick that was sort of a Jonathan Winters-like thing when I was 7 and everyone at the table cracked up. And it clicked in my head, and then I tried it in the classroom to see if I could get a girl to look at me, and it worked. And so, you know, I figured, oh, I'm going to start steering everything in my life with this trick for the rest of my life. And I'll take all, you know, I had no idea all the downtime and weird stuff. It's, it's one of the few jobs, I think, where when you're doing it, you don't call it a job. You say, is that hard? That must be the hardest thing in the world. Not if, you're, not if you did it as a kid, it isn't. Then you're just the luckiest guy in the world that you figured out how to do it as an adult. I find people either go, that's the hardest job in the world, or they go, you don't live in the real world like I do. And you, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't have a real job like I do. Yeah. Okay, well, do you want to do my job? No, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to do your job. Yeah. You don't want my easy, easy job? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. told me I win, right? You didn't realize. You just say, I, I'm the winner, right? But uh, no, it's because it's not a job. He's into the world where he does what he hates all day long. Right. We don't, it, the work is not doing this. The work is waiting for another shot to do it. This is the, this is the vacation time. We're on vacation right now, people. You can't hear the Hawaiian ukuleles in your head right now, but... This is a Mai Tai. Right now. I Waves are lapping at our feet. So you've been, you've been doing like 40 years, right? A little over that, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I've been doing it 26. Yeah. Is it uh, exactly as fun as it was when you first started? Um, no. No. You lose some of the adrenal gripping the chrome off the mic stand sensation that only remotely comes back doing like set list now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little spontaneous show. Uh, where you're fed your topics off to one side on a screen and you don't know what you're going to say and you have to turn it into an instant, well-worked-out stand-up piece. Have you guys seen that show, set list? Did, are you still in the room? <laughs> they are far away from us, aren't they? Yeah, in more ways than one, guys. We should, I should invite everyone to just sit on the stage. I'm being naked for you guys. I'm, I'm expressing what There's my people thinking about coming up on stage. was like, all right? I was, you know, I was a little bit ADD back when they didn't know what the hell dyslexia was or anything. So they, they had like, the subcategories were not dyslexia, it was working and broken. 
And they'd put you, they'd put me in broken next to a nine-year-old who kicked his own dad's ass in a fist fight, you know. And so I, and had, like, I started joking to keep, you know, myself in the same way you did out of trouble. So they were like, this guy almost killed his father, and this guy's kind of jokes around in class. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. We need to separate these two. No, they didn't. They sat us right next to him. Right. He's, he's like going, I know how to make a switchblade out of kitchen utensils. Oh, I had a, a therapist once told me that, I said, I think I have ADD, and she's like, it's probably good for what you do to have ADD. Yeah. <laughs> well, you find oh, more so topics no pills? sooner. Yeah. Well, like, no pills? Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, don't take the pills. I've never, I've they, never they, done they make it dull, flat line, behave, boo, flat, <laughs> un, you know, uninspired, flat line. Now, I overheard you say a quote once. You were talking to someone, not me, and this, I've quoted you on this quote, I think. <laughs> Is that wrong to say quoted on a quote? Yeah. Is that well, a double a, quote? An added set of quotes is for protection. <laughs> it's a double ironic thing. <laughs> but I heard you say, I think maybe you're talking about comedians being in relationships, and you said comedians' job is to find out what's wrong with things. Yeah. And that to. doesn't leave after the show's over. That's right. It's a mechanism. It's problem finding, not problem solving. You're supposed to point the problem out. The solution is your punchline about it, but that's it. You're not re- but you're using a sort of x-ray system that finds cracks in wing roots of airliners and it doesn't shut off and so it messes relationships up, you know. And later you can joke and say I needed the new 7-minute hunk, but it's just cuz it won't shut off. If two Jews walk into a bar, buy a drink, go, I'll see you next week and go home, there was no joke. Something had to go wrong wrong in the bar for that to work. It had to be a problem. And so we'll invent a problem where there isn't because we needed the joke and it screws stuff up. You hear that, ladies? We don't mean to be assholes. We just needed an asshole for that part of the joke. I like that. Yeah, it's in defense of our process. And if you look at it that way, you can see the joke is finding the problem with the thing. So if you're fighting with the government, it's, it's the process. We're not fighting. Yeah. Or, 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 or you stop in the middle and go, ooh, that's great. Say that again into my phone. You suck. And blah, blah. Yeah. Do you still tape yourself? Or did you ever tape yourself? Yeah. Yeah, back when they had the big, big cassette thing there, you know? Yeah, yeah. me too. I used to listen to it in the car all the way home. <laughs> my open mic night in West Palm Beach. You bet. <laughs> now the idea of listening to myself... Except I'll listen to this like 30 times. <laughs> it's just like, can't. I, that, see, that's something that changed with me. It's like I, no desire. Like if I'm on TV, which is always, I, yeah. I'll watch it once. And then I, like, I would think, well, why am I not watching this 10 times? Because it makes me cringe. Why, so, now, wait a minute. Why does it make you cringe, Todd? Because I, I find out what's wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Which I need is your next seven. Exactly, God, seven minutes. See, you actually do chunks that are seven minutes on one topic, right? I, well, sometimes if I'm lucky, that's great. You can knock a seven out of it. Sometimes I'm so jealous like, of people like that. I tell my little I joke about restaurants, and forty seconds later, it's over. <laughs> you have great human insights. I, you know, one of my favorite lines is, you know, uh, my rule in my apartment is there's absolutely no smoking. Unless you're a woman, <laughs> and anything's that's okay. That's an oldie, man. But I just think that insight into it—that's that's like your understanding of human psychology in a nutshell. That applies to a lot of the other level of brutal honesty that you put into your act that I think is so great. Holy shit! 
I thought that was a defining thing, you know. The MIC, yeah. That, that level that you would put yourself in that place to admit that is just great. <laughs> I'm going to do the joke for you guys now. <laughs> now, how did it go? It said, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't let people smoke in my apartment. I'm sorry, I don't let men smoke in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> then there was an explosion of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> or when I actually did that joke, someone would blow smoke in my face. I used yeah, to, back then, right? I had a guy, yeah, I did that. It's like, so you, you can't just listen to a joke about a guy who doesn't like smoking without physically blowing smoke in my yeah. fucking face. <laughs> Ironically, you'll die first. <laughs> I actually regret not jumping out in the crowd and killing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Or at least dumping a drink on his face. To well, now if you do it in Florida, you're standing your ground. I know, I'm standing my ground. That's right. He, he blew smoke at me. Bop, bop, bop. Can you believe we used to, they used to smoke in clubs. It's crazy. And they would, sometimes they would be in the front row. It's like, you don't even want to make the front table, maybe no smoke. Yeah, right. <laughs> then remember the club, club started doing fans? Behind you, blowing it back the other way. But it's like smoking section in a restaurant or an airliner. Like the smoke goes, oh, wait, no, check the sign. Yeah, I worked in a movie theater that had a smoking section. Uh, what year was this? What year was this? This must have been in the 80s. Yeah. The right side was smoking. Yeah. Those were the days, huh, people? <laughs> when you didn't have to just deal with texting talking. I guess there was no texting back then. Yeah, right. Talking, popcorn chomping, <laughs> but also fucking smoking. Yeah. I just said the F word. I rarely say that. Oh, I'm sorry. I put an F bomb in there. Too. Uh, no, so no. You're, now you're off of CBN. A what? Christian Broadcasting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I will get this on CBN. Sweet. Let's find an angle that we can talk about. So do you, you don't, uh, do you go on the road still? Uh, well, I go to the Throckmorton. Yeah. And, uh, it's rare that I go on the road. There's less of the road now. Do you like it? Um, the ones I do, I like, yeah. I don't, I try not to, I try not to book in a situation where I think it's going to be a fist fight every night the entire show, you know. For my politics have narrowed my field. But can't you get your people there, though? I'm just learning how the social networking works to do this sort of Stanhope fill a place with just purely your peeps because you've formed such a huge national viewer base on all the other stuff you've done. I'm learning how to do it now a little late, and I know I'm suffering for that tardiness, but I'm going to try and catch up this year. I noticed you used Stanhope and not me as an example. <laughs> and that's I, really, to my Twitter followers, that's a real insult. I apologize, and I, I say that you're, a, you're, you're pioneering in, in uh, a field that I'm just slowly, slowly with my podcast catching up to right no, now. Stanhope's and I'm in the tail. But he, he books people's backyards. Yeah, yeah, he'll be like a and, and sports it, bar in La Crosse, Wisconsin or something. Right, and to shut the TVs off, and they know they've rented a space, and he four-walls it. And yeah. that's a new way to do that. This, yeah. this era is you can't just rely on a club chain of, of you know, reliability anymore. Got to four-wall it. <laughs> you guys know what four-walling is? It's when you take them all the money. <laughs> all four walls surrounding you, like, we get it all. Yeah. Like tonight, I'm making $175,000. <laughs> Are those American dollars? That's American, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I try to get paid in American, even when I'm in Canada. Yeah. I don't even know if that made sense. Do you work up in Canada? Like? I do work in Canada. Where, with the yuck chain? Are you, you're not from, are you from Canada? No. Okay. No, what makes you say that? 
Is it uh, yeah, I like Canada. I end certain words? Um, yeah, you're from Newfoundland. Oh, yes. That's the, they, they are the Polish joke of Canada. They use newfies. I know that. Why is that? I, I should go up there and see for myself. I'll be like the, the defender of the newfies. You ever, you ever been in a pool with a newfie, the dog? I don't even know what that means. Newfoundland dog, a newfie dog. It's bigger than a Great Dane, shaggier than a Great Dane. And when you go in the pool, it dives in the pool and pushes you out of the pool onto the edge again on land. That sounds like They fun. rescue people from drowning genetically now. Seriously? Yeah. They were designed to go out and rescue people. Like, like a St. Bernard was there to get you uh, into an alcoholic coma while your leg is broken on the side of a mountain. And the like Newfoundland will push you out of your pool on a summer day. I feel like that should be, they should make like a Blackfish-style documentary about this. Because <laughs> that sounds like abuse. And fun for who's ever being shoved by a dog. It's better time than I've ever had in a swimming pool. I would swim a lot more if I knew a dog wasn't coming and shove me out of the pool. Yeah. Something weird and fun about that. Yeah, that's right. Um, where did you, uh, when's the last time you did like an extensive tour or... Or, uh, I was just up at the Throckmorton in Mill that's Valley. That's a good place. Oh, it's the best. It's one of my favorite gigs on earth. It's a weird city, Mill Valley, though. Yeah, it's all retired CIA. And is hippies. that what it is? CIA and hippies, side by side, harmonious. I always thought it was rich hippies. Rich hippies and CIA are very cozy. There's a fine line. The fine, <laughs> never a finer line than Mill Valley. Is or, it really a lot of Milf CIA? Valley, as they say. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, pe people in the elect, you know, the digital age who made a lot of money doing computer things all up there. Yeah. That's what I see is like I walk around, oh, this is a cool city. Oh, that, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> no, this is cool, but I'm kind of bored. I love it, and I don't know if I like it here. But I will come back to the Throckmorton if they give me a nice fat offer. Four walled. <laughs> I might do eight wall because they're rich there. <laughs> I'm going to eight wall that one. The octagon. I heard a good term. It sounds like four walls. Soft cedar. I know a guy. I met a guy in Canada who's like, I do a lot. I've been doing soft cedars lately. And that's for the, the elderly. Oh, okay. Soft. Oh, the nicer yeah, seats. Yeah, right. Yeah. The soft cedar. Like oh, what that. these people are enjoying tonight. All, all facing one way. You had to get drunk before the show. Now I listen to your podcast. Your podcast is really good. So you kind of go into the future. mind of. Uh, Kind of what I'm doing. You stole it from me, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it's a I grand tradition. I invented the conversation way back. <laughs> I wonder if there are people accusing each other. Hey, you stole my idea for a podcast. Talking to people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of go into the process, and I listened to your Weird Al Yankovic one. That was really good. Thanks, man. Uh, the idea of overview is uh, that I want to pass to a next generation of people who might have been inspired or should be inspired by the artist I'm interviewing and ask how they innovated it and to sort of deconstruct it, blueprint out what they do so the new artist, aspiring artist out there gets a sense of what they'd be getting themselves into because I don't think you get to keep your art form unless you're working on its own next generation or it dies on your watch. Holy shit. Because we're, we're in the middle of a huge stupidification of America right now. Do you right think now. so? Oh, fuck yes, we are. I'm sorry. Third just, F bombs. Go no, I don't it had to come out for that one because uh, well, they're, they're trying to dumb everything down. We're getting the honey boo booification of America. And, and I think the arts are the last thing that's telling the, the truth now. News doesn't tell news is all bullshit now about Justin Bieber, you know, throwing an egg at someone's goddamn house and 
when there's real news going on. I think it was more than one egg, actually. <laughs> Three, three eggs. It should, be, it should be on the CNN homepage if it's more than three eggs. He should be back in Canada for that, yes. Yeah, I would, um, I th- I, people might be getting dumb. Or I think dumber people have, they have an outlet now. They can comment on YouTube and yeah. AV Club. And, I'm yeah. just thinking all the places where people were mean to me. AV Club, uh, yeah. YouTube. Yeah, we call them the yours. The yours? Yeah. Uh, when they say Y-O-U-R. An idiot. Oh, I mean, they don't know how to spell. The yours. They're the yours, yeah. Or the theirs. Yeah. But, that's, but then I'll make that same mistake. I'll be like, hey, be nice to these people. <laughs> they type it fast, you know, and anyone hey, can make that mistake. I was dictating. That's Siri's fault. But people do rip each other for that your, your mistake. The, yeah, but we were raised when that was a mistake. Yeah. And now it's like getting mad about how do you get mad for the correction? And we're just making a little corrective note. That's like when you warn someone on the freeway that their tire is low and they're flipping you off. No, you're about to go off the road. See, I, I know what you're saying. I sometimes, like, I feel like if I walk, you walk around and, you, and your flies open, someone should go, your flies open. Yeah. But, but if you misspell a tweet, I don't think you should. <laughs> Some people, that like when someone corrects me, because I get half mad that I made the mistake, then I get the other half is like, why would you fucking write to me? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I bothered because it's pointless to do. Right. Yeah, but I'm just saying, notice where the frogs are yeah, dying yeah, yeah. in the stream. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these are the dead canaries, you know? I like that. Frogs dying in the stream, people. Yeah, it's a warning that there's pollution. Yeah, upstream. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm out of the old hippie era when it was okay to notice stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you an old hippie? I am an old hippie. Don't really? let the lack of hair throw you. Did you ever have super long? I had super I mean, long I watched, hair. I watched In the, the 80s, I had long oh, shoulder really? length hair because I knew that was it. I watched a clip of you on YouTube today uh, to the extent that I could on the horrible Wi-Fi I had in my hotel. Yeah. yeah if my hotel is here. I'm talking about you. <laughs> you got the free Wi-Fi or the paid for? I got the free. It was like... Yeah, that's intentional, so you have to get the paid for. Yeah, well, I, that's... My goal in life is to not pay for Wi-Fi. How's it going? It's going... 80% of the time it's going well. <laughs> I actually tweeted about GoGo in-flight because the flight from New York to L.A. was... They went to $29.95. For Wi-Fi just going New York to San Francisco. So I fucking called him out on Twitter. And still waiting for them to. Some sort of discount code. Yeah. It's like so a month, so at the same price as a month of, of Wi-Fi anywhere else. My flight. Well, you're not getting my business and you can get tweeted to 230,000 people. <laughs> so you're going to be going out of business. Well put. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever tweet stuff like that? Uh, that's, what's my last big tweet? I don't tweet enough. My last tweet was right after the president's um, State of the Union speech where I said, uh, right after the SOTU, we have the media's response with the STFU. They shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's it. That would have worked great if they knew the abbreviate, right? But thank you for this is my translator here. <laughs> Sorry. Did you get a lot of retweets on that one? I, I, I got to look for that. 
I had a look at retweet. Look, I feel like I'm one of those chimps in that movie Project X where they taught him to fly a plane. He doesn't know he's flying into a nuclear test or anything. He'd be happy he works the stick, you know. I'm I'm happy I I can work the basic controls right now. I I'm retraining an analog brain to do all this stuff. Well, retweets are crucial to know about. I know. Everyone's telling the me it's the lifeblood of uh, of Twitter. Yes. That means someone's the currency not. if I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I, actually, you do. Yeah, I do. I am. I, I should give. I should give uh, seminars. Have you been to Todd Berry's Twitter seminar? It sounds like a bullshit course, but it's great. No, it's great. <laughs> I had 35 followers. Now I have 43. Yeah. The hell with Landmark Forum. I finally figured my life out. Forum was that. That was that sort of. Uh, Sort of a culty Estian, type. Estian kind of I remember thing. when I first moved to New York, there were comics who were doing that. Yeah. And the secret is, don't take any shit. Take zero shit. And I don't care. I don't care what that person thinks they're doing. If you think they're giving you shit, you cease to take it. Is that what they talked about there? Roughly. <laughs> For legal reasons, I can't use their exact words. No, I have no idea, but it seems like, you know, it's about... You know, really stand up for yourself. So you're never tempted to go down like a self help mm, I got other plans for 500 bucks. <laughs> that's what I charged to be on my podcast. So that way. <laughs> and that's, and it was worth every penny. Now on your, on your, the episode I listened to, you mentioned that you opened for Elvis Costello. I did open for See, Elvis I, Costello when he was doing his Wheel of Songs. Yeah, yeah. But I, was, I saw that tour a few times. Yeah, Tom Waits came up and played. Holy shit. Yeah, now, was the Wiltern. See, I would think, like, I've thought about that, because I think I know another comic who opened for Elvis Costello. Yeah. Because like, I really loved Elvis Costello. Yeah. I'd be like, God, the worst thing would be to go do that and have it not go well. And then you're like, I'm a fan of yourself. <laughs> yeah. You just fucking killed my audience. Uh, I, Did uh, it go well? Wait, went, you know what? I had a bag of, at the time, concert tricks. Oh, yeah? What are those? You know, I'd like to use those right now. <laughs> Impressions and things like that of certain uh, people from the time, a couple of singing impressions, and uh, even did Elvis. And uh, so he liked it, you know. Some people don't like when there's an impression of them, they really don't like it. Right. Patrick Stewart, you know, Connery hates the impressions. Really? Yeah. I'm not opening for that guy, that's for sure. Yeah, opening for Connery, yeah. How did it go? He punched me in the eye. So did Elvis Costello, did he seek you out, or, did, or was it a promoter no, thing? No, it was bo- ICM booking just put me in there at the time wow. when Chris Albrecht was still an agent doing okay, booking that, over yeah. there, yeah. Was that, was that terrifying? Because I've opened for bands, and it's, uh, it's, sometimes it's easy, and sometimes I'm always extra scared. Oh, yeah, I opened for John Cougar one time in Philadelphia. That would be extra, extra scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the audience had timed their drugs for no comic. They didn't really read the marquee with Rick Overton. They thought I was on saxophone or some shit like that. So I come out on stage and like, whoa, lights come down. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome comedian Rick Overton. What? And the curtain opens and I come out and uh, How big a place was it? What? How big a place was it? Oh, it was like a it was like a 300 seater with a balcony that uh, jammed 400 people because the fire marshal oh, so this wasn't is around. way early in his career though. 
Uh, yeah, he was just John John Mellencamp or something like that at the time, and so he came out. And, but I mean, uh, uh, he was in the backstage and getting ready to go. And they said, "Do your 15." I did my 15. This guy flipped out because his drugs were timed for the musician to be on for that part, and he got really mad and came up on stage. And because it was so densely packed, the bouncer couldn't get to him. And as he was stepping on stage, I just took the base of the mic stand and went into his chest and sat him back, and he sort of dominoed back into three other people. <laughs> And I went, you've been great, good night! And I just like, fuck the money, oh, I'm man. getting out of here, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's serious punk rock shit. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've fantasized about smashing someone with a mic stand. What's your worst, what's your worst heckler scenario? What, what happened to you? Oh, God. Well, give me a classic. A classic? Um, well, <laughs> this is the ones where you go, well, I, I once did a show with, with Amy Mann. And uh, I was on, st- it was a part so Tuesday. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she used to have comics like do her between song banter. Yeah. So you'd be on stage with her. And I was on stage. This was a winery in like Santa Barbara. And this guy was just like, more Amy, more Amy. And I was like, she's standing right next to me. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm clearly allowed on stage. It's like, I didn't ambush the stage. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the worst one. I've had, you know, the, oh God. I don't have like a, some guy like throwing dog shit at me kind of scenario. I just yeah. have people. There was these people that were talking in Columbus, Ohio. That I bet I might. I bet I do have a story. I will think about it. Yeah, no, just you guys the talking hang part. <laughs> Sometimes they're not heckling you. They're talking amongst themselves. Cause the, and I swear, I think that's because of TV. Because while the act's on, they're just sitting on the sofa talking. And they've lost the distinction that now it's the live version and they still think they can do the same thing on, from the sofa. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like telling them, you know, it's like you can't talk at the movies. And I realize, oh, they probably talk at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's, what's your worst? Oh. Because I definitely didn't come up with one. I had one, uh, you know, the classic Piscopo story at Catch. No. Where Johnny Rip, the family member, oh, sitting okay. in the audience and... Uh, and Joe Piscopo was doing a, hey, hey, look at this Vinny uh, Guido over here. He's uh, all right. And then after the show, he came up and took Joe, dragged him down the Catch a Rising Star stairs and beat the shit out oh, of him. Oh, really? Broke his nose and jaw. And he's like, a, he, what he did was, that's what he does, you know. And so uh, that, that guy also got into a little mix-up with me one night. And I had, you know, I was joking and he was... On one guy on one side of this woman with this huge Marge Simpson hairstyle from the mid-70s. And she's talking the whole way. And I said, ma'am, uh, what, what's going on down front here? And so, uh, so who are you talking with? And, and she ta- points to Johnny Rip and goes, oh, he's my honey. And I said, well, that would explain the beehive. <laughs> and, and That's good. Yeah, he just shot me this dagger eye. You're dead motherfucker look to me and uh, out then we went out in the in the bar and he whipped out a switchblade on me and he's like threatening me with it and everyone's scared to do anything about it because it's johnny and i just started joking 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 trying to win him back hey man it's just jokes you can't take it seriously my heart was going really fast because i know what this guy was capable of doing it kills people you know well that kicks the shit out of my amy mann story (laughs) 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 i was like this guy was kind of not nice to me a little rude for five seconds <laughs> Drunk, probably a nice guy, but you know, just, just had a couple. Of <laughs> that's um. That's, so, did you? He didn't end up stabbing you. 
No, because they're already had. He was known for doing that once, and the rest of the bar staff and and the uh, the guys working there kind of crowded around him and cooled him down. Also, that's not even saying if she had a beehive haircut. That's not really an insult. It's just no. It's sort the of fact going that down, I'm drawing. He does, but he, he had that thing of he did whatever he wanted, right? And then when someone pointed it out, he'd get like way too mad about it because he had some anger issues. I did a show in Long Island once where uh, where the guy, the owner's like, uh, the people on the left, you might not want to pick on them. And I was like, well, well, I'll pick on whoever I want. Yeah, yeah, right. So why am I not picking on them? He goes, uh, he goes they're good people. What do you mean, good people? I'm not going to pick on them. He goes, he goes, they're wise guys. I was like, okay, we'll play. <laughs> I, will be, I won't even be looking at them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would have appreciated a couple of those warnings. Yeah, there are times where there was like a gang of thugs once, and it was in Columbus, Ohio. This is for real. <laughs> and they were like notorious that they would just come every week and they would fuck up the show. But they, I noticed they were all, they would order like five bottles of blush wine. <laughs> so it just, it was just like, you guys are like killers, and you're like, listen, we love rose. Give me five bottles. <laughs> Five bottles of rosé, and then we're going to kick the shit out of the company. <laughs> These are tough guys. I'm afraid that they're going to identify themselves. I'm sure they listen to this podcast. <laughs> Tell me about opening for air supply. Oh, man. That was like wearing a straight jacket compared to the way I do my style usually. Really? Yeah, don't say this, don't oh, talk yeah, about yeah. that. There's this long list of... And, and you know... It's like when you're about to do a TV shot and a, a friend will come up to you right before you're about to go on and say, have a great show, don't say fuck. And now all you're having is boom, fuck, boom, fuck, just printing like a neon sign over your head through the whole set. Someone should sample the boom, fuck you just did. Boom, fuck, boom, fuck. That's a, that's a ringtone, by the way, for you. I like that. Um, so with it, was the crowd good? Yeah, but I snuck a couple of shits in, and the needle went way over here on the left. Of course, like, anytime they tell you not to be serious, yeah. it's no one in the audience gives a shit about that. No, they're afraid of letters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dear Air Supply, <laughs> that opening act. I enjoyed your show except for one thing: <laughs> the opening comedian dropped the s bomb. <laughs> It made me not be able to concentrate during I Can't Think of One of Their Songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rick, thanks for doing my podcast. I don't know thanks how to end these things. Well, thank you for letting I me out. I love your podcast. Thank you, man. And, uh, well, thank you for having me. Rick guest, Overton, brother. everyone. Check out his podcast, Overview. Um, next on the show, everyone. I forgot to ask her for her intro, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the intro doesn't matter. It's what you do when you get out here, right, people? Yeah. Are you guys having a good time? Yeah. That's, I think that's all 50 of you. <laughs> and I fluffed that up by about 10. <laughs> <laughs> a little fluff on that one by about 10. I scaled that up a little 10. I rounded up. Oh, I'm sorry. Boom. Fluff. <laughs> fluff. Someone should seriously grab, if any one of you is handy with that kind of thing, write an entire song about that. <laughs> Revolving around that, and I will, uh, I'll tweet it. <laughs> I won't even do that, and don't do that. That's a bad idea on a million different levels. Yeah, then I have to uh, Instagram the vine of my tweet about it.
So you know what you're talking about. I know the basic words. You know Instagram. Like you don't need to Vine yet. Master Twitter like I have, and then <laughs> if you get bored, you're like, oh, I have that Vine app also. <laughs> Maybe I can, uh, I'm here at the coffee shop. Maybe I'll... Uh, if you can't say what you mean to say in six seconds, you don't understand it. And that's with multiple cuts, too. <laughs> it's not even real-time six seconds. Start, stop, start. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Kirkman, everyone. Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Hug, just like they do on the talk shows. What's that? Just like they do on the big talk shows, they hug. Yes. I wore my coat because I know you look like a celebrity. You dress like a. I mean, is you that know. Real artificial fur? I don't know what this is. It's definitely not fur. It has a more of a wool feel. Yeah. I bought it in Paris. No big deal. So I didn't understand what they said when I bought it. But it's not. It's not fur. Wait, Paris, France? Um. Florida. So you're, just to tell everyone how dressed up she is for a podcast. I wore this on the plane, mofos. Are you serious? You I gotta a, respect the air. Is it like a dress, dress like a star and you, and you are a star? I don't know if that's an actual I think, real well, say. Here, you know, to be very honest, and I, I know this is a fun podcast. Oh, no, it is. But I have always, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about to turn 40 this year, which is not a big deal, I know, to some people. Maybe the, I think you guys have both turned forty already. I but can't as remember. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even remember turning forty. But as a lady, looks are so valued in society, and I was so young. I had the privilege and honor of not caring what I looked like for so many years because I was so young. You know, in my twenties, I dressed like all the dudes I did comedy with, and in my thirties, I was married and I wore sweatpants. And so now... Wow, that's true about married people? <laughs> it's kind of true. Well, it depends on the marriage. Um, and then now that I'm, you know, about to be 40, and, and I feel like I've got a few good natural years left of the no wrinkles and the whatever. So I'm going to wear a fedora and a weird coat and some fake leather pants. No, you look pants. good. You look like you know, if yeah. you're walking through the festival, those people would be like, oh, that must, that must be someone. And then they keep looking and they go, I don't think so. And then they keep looking and they notice that my right eye has been twitching for three days, which we've talked I've, about. Yeah, we talked about that. And you said it's magnesium and I will go back to... I've heard it might be caffeine as well. But I had one for like a month. Where's yours? Left eye, right eye? Oh, God, I don't remember. It can't be that bad, then. <laughs> I think it was a left eye twitch. Oh, okay. Well, let's keep in touch about it, you know? <laughs> well, it's definitely at least make it part of this interview. I have so much to say, but I don't want to start it. So I'm oh, just going to hang back waiting, and chill. All I do is wait for people to start it. Because I got nothing. You don't? No. So I was just going to ask you something. We had like a couple private conversations backstage that oh, we man. said would not be for the podcast. And they're, they're not. They'll be sold just, on a pr they're premium. But I, <laughs> <laughs> Those are $3 conversations. I do want to tell one story. It's not indicting you in any bad way. There's the eye. Um, is that... I, I will talk faster, is that I uh, moved to New York City in 1998. You're obviously been there since then. You're a big part of the New York comedy scene on all fronts, all different all fronts. scenes. <laughs> um, but at the Luna Lounge, which was the, I guess, alternative comedy venue, which really isn't. It was just a, a nice little theater in the back of a bar. It's fucking alt. But that, that, that you had to be funny to get to perform on. Yeah. And I got to perform on it, I think, before I was funny and people were kind to me. And, um, and I'm not saying I'm funny now, but I'm just saying, like, at a certain point, 16 years later, like, you technically are a little funnier, even if you're like, oh, you suck. Like, no, I get it. But it's 16 years is 
I'm going to be at least 10% funnier. So at that time, I don't think I deserved it, but I got to perform there. And I was a smoker, but I was always quitting, so I never had any on me. And so I didn't, I just assumed everyone smoked because I wasn't paying attention. And I asked you one night for a cigarette, and you weren't mean. Oh, oh well. But you were just, I didn't know you yet. So yeah. your personality is very low key. So you were like, no. But not judging. That's just how you would say it. It wasn't... That's how I'd say it if I was judging. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you were judging or not judging. But I felt so embarrassed. Like, do I need to get it together? Like, I felt like I was like, hey, man, you got any smack? Like, I felt crazy that I said, do you have a cigarette? You were very, like... It said so many things to me, like... It's a little, probably, it's probably uh, an overreaction on my part. No, you did nothing wrong. You did everything right. You I answered said, no, questions. I don't, instead of... Because I was sort of implying, probably, I don't smoke, never have smoked. No, I think so you were, you I think you were figuring out, like, why is this person talking to me? Like, they obviously don't know me because uh, people who know me know I don't smoke. This is me talking as you. And so I don't want to get in a conversation with some young comic who, what does she want to fucking talk about comedy and get advice about a thing you can't get advice about? Like, enough. Or that's just how I feel. But I, I just felt like, I just felt like, oh my God, it made me see my life in a flash. Like, what are you doing? Like, smoke or don't. Don't bum them off, people. And then quit. And then didn't for 10 years, but I, I, I wanted to let you know. Did you read that book that everyone reads? No, but I do have a funny story about that. That oh, sounds like here. I'm trying to be funny, but it's real. Uh, you can even sound like you're trying to be funny. I'm fine with that. The, the way I quit smoking was I, around age 27, I started dating someone who was just like a nice guy who thought about the future. You know, just not your typical 20-something in New York. He was like, if we're going to have a life together, I'm very... Um, I like to run, and I want to travel, and I don't want you, if you've been smoking since you're a teenager, when we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, hacking and coughing, and you can't do anything. So I need you to stop if you can take this seriously. And so I started kickboxing, and that's how I quit smoking. And then the, the night I quit quit was I smoked an entire pack knowing that I had to get on a Greyhound bus and go to... Was this guy you dating Joe Rogan? No. <laughs> it was not Joe Rogan or Lloyd Dobler. It was a... Um, no, no, it was just a, a normal person, a, no, a nice guy um, who's married now. I don't know if his wife knows we dated, so I'll just keep that on the DL. So he just said, um, you know, if you could not do that. And so the way I quit was I smoked an entire pack of cigarettes one night, knowing I had to get on a Greyhound bus the next day, and I stayed up all night and also drank, thinking I'm going to feel so awful. That's the, the way day. to enjoy Greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I smelled, it was terrible. And I was so nauseous, and I got, I was visiting my parents for Thanksgiving, and I knew I couldn't smoke around them anyway. And it, three days went by, and all the bad things that take three days to happen happened, and I was done. Where, and then I started kickboxing in order to make sure I didn't start again. Where were you going on Greyhound? From uh, New York City to Massachusetts. Actually, it wasn't even Greyhound, it was the Chinese bus. Did you oh, ever yeah, take Chinatown that thing? Bus, yeah. yeah. The Chinatown bus. Sorry, I'm like, my Boston racism. It's a Chinese bus. (laughs) The Chinaman bus. But honestly, that bus has flipped over twice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, those guys used to, there there was a whole report about those guys would drive like 75 hours straight. Oh, it was crazy. I'm exaggerating. And drive under things that you're like, I know a bus isn't supposed to go under this bridge. And then everyone on the bus was legitimately like, a, a person that lived in Chinatown eating not American Chinese food, but Chinese food, food that is Chinese. So like fish with just a head and like some noodles and like everyone on the bus had these styrofoam things filled Duck with... on a hook. Yeah, <laughs> filled with very smelly things. But think of the train fare you saved. Oh, I couldn't even have imagined 
anything more than 15 bucks round trip. I still, you know, I love a bargain. <laughs> I took one of those mega buses like less than two years ago. What's a mega bus? It's like an upscale Chinatown bus. Does it have a, does it have a, a yeah, deck? Yeah, du- two double deck, free Wi-Fi. Happy ending. H- happy ending. You know, I love a bus, a train, anything with like a rhythm to it, like a nice, like when I was little, I wanted to be a truck driver and a train conductor. And I feel you can't do both of those. You can't do both. <laughs> but I feel in a romantic way that was achieved by being a comedian. Like I liked that being like you can just go anywhere. I mean, you can't. You learn in life later, like you really they're not just driving aimlessly. <laughs> but I thought they were. I wasn't really thinking too hard about it. But I like being on things that kind of bounce. Except the airplanes. Does anyone have a trampoline on them? <laughs> I just bought a trampoline. Did this you is, really? This, oh, this is this just is seamless. A... <laughs> hey, I ordered food from Seamless the other day. <laughs> it all connects. It's so clear now. Uh, Why I did bought, you buy a trampoline? I bought, okay, because my life is pretty sedentary. I sit, I have a writing job, so I sit all day. And I might do a workout, you know, four times a week or something. Uh, but you don't do a lot of jumping. And <laughs> do not do enough jumping. So I bought one of those fun little, fi- it's called fun, I'm not joking, it's a fun fit trampoline. It's this size, but a different shape. So I guess it's not this size. It's, it's round, and it fits just one person, a trampoline for one. Yep. Single lady, you know, I'm not going to get crazy here with the king size yeah. trampoline. And, I, um, and so I got it because sometimes I might stay at home and watch a millionaire matchmaker or show such as that. And instead of sitting on my ass while I watch it, I'll jump up and down on the trampoline for an hour. Just a little extra cows to burn. Do you think that, but how much, you're jumping though, you're not like running on it, right? <laughs> think about it. If you just jump, it gets it. you in the air and it's good for lymphatic drainage, which is good for the, I figured, I'm pointing at you because I feel like you mentioned magnesium earlier, so maybe That's you're... It. You keep your lymph system moving or you back up and uh, explode. You actually explode. <laughs> How cool would it be if you exploded while on the trampoline? <laughs> I told her to fix her limbs. No, but it's jumping. I mean, your heart rate's up for, it's at least a couple hundred calories. It's just not sitting on your ass. Get that blood flowing. Which, so how, which, which one gets your heart rate up more? What? Set list or a trampoline? Oh, because I'm mentally ill, the trampoline. <laughs> Set list doesn't scare me at all because uh, I like not like having it. to, for me, the scariest thing in the world as a comic is, is going, I think this is funny, so I'm going to say it. And then if people don't laugh, half of you is like, fuck you, you're wrong. And the other half is like, I know I'm a horrible person. Why was I born? Like, I can't, like, it's, but if you're just, here it comes. yeah, if you just have an improvised thing to say and it doesn't go well, then why well, just so make it that thing you described is the definition of doing comedy. I know it is. <laughs> but it's funny because someone said to me as an insult the other day, not a compliment. Oh, okay. And it was a stranger, of course, wasn't like a close friend. But they said, um, you're not as funny as you think you are, which really made me think like, I don't think I'm funny. So that's not why I do comedy. And I right. feel like that's what um, like an accountant would say, because like that guy thinks he's the fun, like my uncle. Let's How say. did he say this to you? Like to your face? Or was it a tweet? No, he wrote me an email. He oh, really? Me, he found my email address. Yeah. <laughs> You just got your address? He just wanted to let me know. Dear Jan, I just wanted to It's actually you, not a hard address to figure out. But to let he, you know that uh, you're not as funny as you think you are. Yeah, he said I That's wasted... why I'm emailing you. He said, I bought your albums and they sucked and I wouldn't waste any time at your shows. You're not as funny as you think you are. And it's like, I don't think I'm funny. I don't know why I do comedy. I can't explain it. It's not because someone... It's just being honest. Yeah, just... Uh, oh, 
It's just, just telling honest. it like it is. These guys always think they're honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like, like Hitler someone... was being honest too. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's like a great quality to like <laughs> tell everyone what you think or act I know. on it. Yeah, I, those, yeah. yeah. Like, do you do Thank what you. that kind of honesty? Like, does that guy just get called an asshole fifty times a day? Or something? I just think like you know yeah, like asshole. I have I have uncles who think they're really funny and they think they're funny and that's why they're. Faces show when you don't laugh at their weird racist jokes. Can I joke. get their email addresses? Because yeah, like it's actually you can get on it. Then you can get on their email list where it's like weird stuff about Mexicans stealing our jobs, where they don't even live anywhere that have Mexicans, and I do. And I but they live somewhere with Fox News. Oh, they oh they absolutely do. They have uh, more Puerto Ricans where they live. They're Massachusetts people, and I say the audience goes quiet because I named a race. But I wasn't saying it uh, like a pejorative. I was saying Puerto Rican people live in Massachusetts the way that we have a lot of Mexican people in California that or Hispanic in, a, in Los Angeles. Yeah, the Hispanic community in Massachusetts is mainly Puerto Rican, and it freaks out my uncles who, I don't know how you steal a job from a retired cop. Like, is he going to become <laughs> is he gonna become a cop and then retire right away? I don't know. That's funny. Thank you. Is that in your act? No, I that just made it up act. here. That should be in your act. All right, well, write it down. Di- I'll listen to it I'm on the replay. You're the one. It's your joke. I'm not writing it down for you. <laughs> It'd be weird if I just oh let me write that down for you. What else? What else do you need? Um. Well. That's no. That's a funny joke. Thank you. I'll. I'm gonna put it in my act somewhere now. That's as funny as I think it is. That is one I think is now funny. And that's such a comedian's response to funny. It's like you know no, the no, joke about the two Santas, the East Coast and the West Coast. Santa? No, what's that? East Coast Santa goes ho ho ho, and West uh, West Coast Santa goes. Ooh, that's funny. I love it. Why is the East Coast Santa like easier to laugh? Because we're more better over there. More better. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, just because I think the West Coast mind immediately sees how that places itself somewhere tactically and is just an employable piece of data. Yeah, that, a piece know, of business. Piece of Jimmy business Pardo to go, would, that goes that's here. I see what it's worth. Yeah. I have friends who aren't, aren't in comedy and they're very freaked out when they see comedians talk. Someone I know goes, oh, yeah. I saw two comedians talking, and one of them said something funny, and the other one goes, that's funny. And I was like, you guys are cold. And I'm like, no, that, that's like the best thing that could happen. You're not going to like laugh. I laugh out loud a lot. I mean, I'll LOL with anyone. But, but it just, you know, it doesn't... I feel like there's a certain... Like, if I asked you, hey, is this funny? Uh, I'm thinking about doing... Blah, blah, and you go, that's funny. I wouldn't be offended if you didn't laugh. But if you were watching me on performance on stage... But also, comedians laugh. To get a comedian laughing, it's got to be the most vile, stupid fucking thing in the world. Yes. I mean, or like, like watching their friend like, have a hard or, or time. Or out or have a hor- how, let's see how horrifying a thing I could say to you with a straight face. Try it now. No, because oh, it'll, okay. be, it'll be plucked and then someone will write a blog post about it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll have to issue an apology. And it's a very unique laugh. In the back, when you get them to laugh, and often it's it's, oh, yeah. it's either because you finally did the bit they've been telling you to do for years. You'll yes, you got the ah, yeah. <laughs> ah. That is, I, I pointed that out the other last night in the theater show, and I heard, and I, I thought you must be a comedian. Only a comedian laughs like that. Yeah, they, were they? Were no, they weren't. Oh. I was wrong. That's the. Oh. You didn't so need that, to follow I didn't up have with to that question. To make, I'm make, sorry. Make I'm the bad. worst. Uh, usually it's good to do a follow-up question yeah, if like no. Dick Cheney's on your if show and Katie he's like, Cork, I think the war is, is great. But... And you're like, why do you? But I didn't have to interrogate you like that. I'm sorry. Shit, um, I hope we can move past it. No. This is so Marin-esque. I can't... Really? Can... No. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Have you done his podcast? I did it a lot in the first 100, and then he won't let me back. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, I can't imagine him not. I asked that. him. He said he wrote some weird antagonistic thing, which I think he would laugh at. He's not going to hear this, right? <laughs> no, I send first, it to him, he will. The first time he did his podcast, I was like, all, I was like married, but I wasn't that happy. And I was like, I gained a lot of weight. And I was like on his podcast saying things like, yeah, it's fucking great when people fart in front of each other. And that's what marriage is about. Like I was just totally on some weird lie. And then um, I emailed that we were, I've always been friends in real life. Then I emailed him like, it's really weird about that one podcast that you suddenly now released now that you're famous and released the first 100. Like, I'd like to do another one that's kind of a follow-up. And he was like, that's your problem if you lied. <laughs> that's what he wrote back. <laughs> and I wrote back, I didn't lie so much as I was in denial. I thought that might be an interesting topic. He goes, I got a lot lined up, but I'll let you know. And that was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 I, I would say it to his face. I, I, he's a delight. I love him. There's no need for me to be on it. People can find out information about me What questions would you expect him to ask you? And I'll ask them too. Of you. Oh, I don't even care about doing that anymore. I, and this just got weird. I didn't mean to make fun of Mark's podcast. I just thought that would be a funny thing to say. Like, he, oh, forget it. Edit this out. Edit this out. Do you edit? Edit that out. I will now. Yeah, edit that out. Let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about going on the road. Yeah, I love, I love being you, on the road. You've been traveling a lot, right? Yeah, and I'm adding more and more. I'm like a late bloomer to the road into traveling and loving it. And now I'm at the weirdo that is depressed when they're not on the road. It's like, weird coming home from the road. It's weird. And I work a full-time job too, so that's kind of tough. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that it's two different lifestyles to just like get off a plane and then go to a desk. Like right. I'm kind of a... <laughs> you have to wake up on Monday. You can't say... Like yes, me. but that's what I hate about... And I'm not you, but I say this about comics. Like, I can't get up in the morning. I'll get up in the morning like a motherfucker. You know, I'll get up and work out at 6.30 a.m. or take a walk. Like, I'm up. There's no... I'm very responsible. I go to bed at 10.30 or 11 or 11.30. Once in a while, I blow it out and have, like, a weird night that I don't tell anyone about. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm pretty responsible. I feel like the people want to hear about one of those nights. They cannot. Unfortunately, they cannot. Because um, other people hear stuff that I say on microphones. So I cannot. But I will just say that I'm pretty responsible... But I do. I, but I just love being on the road. I love being in planes. I used to. I, that was not spit. That was dry skin. I have a fear of flying. I used to have a fear of flying, and now I feel like the clouds are my friends. I love to be alone in a plane. Do you get your frequent flyer miles? Here's my. Here's oh, the only no. thing. No, the, oh, no, I, no. I have miles with every airline. Okay. But because of my work schedule, I'm holding my heart for people. Have, because I'll hold your arm too, just to, to steady. Because people. of your work schedule, you I can't, can't put always, in a frequent flyer mile. No, but I can't always like be loyal to an airline because even if I want to fly American, I can only fly it up. It all adds up. Eleven. It'll. I'd have to some, quit my job to have frequent flyer miles. No, you get frequent flyer miles every time you fly. Right, but I use different airlines. They so they'll fucking they'll accrue. And they have been. I wasn't hey, going to say accruing. I didn't come out here saying, hey, Todd, i got to talk to you. Shit's not accruing. Well, I never you... said that. <laughs> but you made it sound like there's like, I, I don't have time to put a six-digit number oh, on the reservation. Got, I make time. I'm not these lazy, bearded, plaid shirt fucks. I fucking treat, I treat comedy and life with respect. I don't act like I just rolled out of bed and there was a beer That's can true. there. I am ready to fucking work. you got a work ethic. You gotta work, bitch. My friend Britney Spears told me that. It's a new, it's a new Britney Spears song. I don't even know. It has a great message. 
You got to work, bitch? You want a hot body. You want a something I don't understand. You want to live fancy, live in a big mansion. You got to work, bitch. That's a well-written song. You, then she says, if, if you didn't understand the first part, she follows it up with, you better work, bitch. Okay. So it turns into a suggestion, and then it's like... Gets a little more casual. I don't see you working. You better a, work. It yeah. ends on a threat. It ends on a threat. Yeah. Anyway, Virgin is where I have the most points, miles, slash things. Their, so, their point system's a little weird, because it's not based on miles. It's based on whatever they want it to be, I guess. But I don't think I didn't take two free flights to New York this year. I don't think that. <laughs> But I like the little upgrade at the last minute. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that first class. I can't not be... How often do you fly first class? Like every other time I fly, depending on the... If I don't ever pay full price for it, it's just a little upgrade based on my mile status or that kind of thing. Wow. You know how it go. Oh, I know. There's just... I just just didn't think you knew. (laughs) I think the best part of first class, since all the seats are the same, and they basically, like, I feel like they just rip things out of seats now, and just, it's like... There's nothing going on, like, but just to get through security first, that kind of feeling. You got to get the global entry card like I have. I heard about that, and then I know our mutual friend John Worser has that, and he drove like nine miles yeah, to yeah. an airport to get it. You can show up for your flight one minute before, and you'll be still early. I want to do that. <laughs> they, they hold the plane. They'll still you. be like, uh, I have oh, a man, weird... what am I going to do at this time? I printed out the forms, and then I brought them home, and then I looked at them, and the papers seemed too wrinkled, so I you can threw them do out. An, you can apply online. There's a digital online. Form. I tried to, but it seemed it like, like I couldn't It takes like 45 type. minutes to fill out, but... I couldn't type it into the PDF. I don't know. Maybe I, this is one block I do have. I acted like I was so motivated, and you fucking caught me. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot fill out the global TSA thing. I'm going to, though, but then I have to go for Because I feel like the people here want you to fill that out. I'm just afraid when I go to the interview, they might... Thank you. Oh, the interview is not even an interview. Do they do a blood test or anything? Yeah, they they take a... You go to the airport and they take your blood. (laughs) That's what I would do. I don't know. No, they fingerprint you and the guy, you know, goes, is she fucking... Did she rob any banks? No. Nope. Never did anything You get your card in a few days. Never even skipped school. Oh, my God. I'm not getting the card. Yeah, they base it on that if you skip school. Where where uh, Where are you going next on the road? Todd, I think the question is, where aren't I going next? <laughs> um, no. Um, am I going? What? Um, be, um, Sounds like you're really booked up. <laughs> I don't remember dates, I, but in March I'll be in uh, New York, Boston, Chicago, Austin, Melbourne, uh, and I'll be in North Carolina and Nashville and New Orleans and... Uh, uh, Austin, I think I said it already, and uh, Missouri and Denver and something. So just go to my website, jenkirkman.com. There's all different things coming up. I will not be doing that. Oh, not you. No, Todd, I'm the, them. I know. Or the people at home. These people like, fuck people us. People at home. But people at home. But I'm doing, a, I have my own podcast, and it's not, oh, yeah, a, it's right. not at the same that. time as yours. It's not competing. But um, <laughs> I'm doing live podcast tapings, as you are. Yeah. And so that's a little extra way to, to throw yourself on the road. You do yours without a guest, though, right? Is I sure true? just sit and talk to Is myself. That, I, I, I hate to say I haven't listened to it. Oh, well, I would never expect anyone... Actually, I love saying that. No. So you just you just talk alone for mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh it's really God. easy. It goes by really fast for me, at least. Do you take questions? What do you? How do you? Yeah, I have a relationship with my listeners in that um, I will say 
the podcast is called I Seem Fun. And the conceit originally was me talking about things I think are fun that no one else does. Because I'm not like a regressive party girl, which I think happens to people my age. Um, I don't like to do things, really. So I... Um, <laughs> but it's sort of a weekly... It's called The Diary of Jen Kirkman. So it's a, it's a weekly thing. And I talk about... Maybe I read something in the... Somewhere. Or I talk about... Just I talk honestly about myself so people can get to know me more. So maybe they love me that much more when they're seeing my comedy. Or maybe they don't. I don't Smart. know. Thank you. That's the way to do it. Because, yeah, then they're more invested. And then I can... So, But then I will ask people, email me things that you do that no one else thinks is fun. That think... You know, I get What would be something shit. that you don't think is... That you people don't think it's fun that you think it's fun it's a great question um for me like staying home on a friday night going to the grocery store getting it done early having everything all clean and set up i do like going like doing a set and then going to whole foods at like 10 o'clock yeah That's when no fun. one else is there get it out of the way so then your weekend you it's have all, a full it's all comedians you just like well, every aisle has a comedian in. <laughs> i get it you're doing well going to whole foods <laughs> I no, mean, but Costco, it's that nice feeling because you wake up Saturday morning, you're like, I have something in the refrigerator. Yeah. It's a great, unless you're buying something else. I buy my flowers. I go to acupuncture. I take, I have a lot of self-care. You buy yourself flowers? I sure do. That's, see, that's. I don't need no man buying me flowers. No, but I, <laughs> I love. It's a very I, adult thing to do. I like that. I love a nice white rose. I have a white pitcher that I bought not to put water in, but to put white roses in. And it's the love of my life and it's on this little counter in my kitchen I remember watching Love Connection you remember that show? oh she, you bet I do and there was a guy who was on a day and he said I, one of the things he did on a day was like I sent over a white rose on a silver platter <laughs> <laughs> like on a fucking first day you did that? he sent it were they at separate like he tables? Had not like, yeah he had like paid the waiter or whatever like yeah. would you walk over here with this white rose oh but he was with silver? yeah yeah real silver or I don't know if he brought his own platter yeah but he was already on the date with her right? yeah 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 oh okay and he was already in love with her I guess I just feel like and this is a message to guys it's inconvenient for the woman because now you have to carry this flower all day unless you're a free spirit you tuck it in your hair but it might not be the look you're going for I think a real free spirit would fucking chuck it <laughs> <laughs> and then keep walking, and oh, then leave the restaurant. Thanks, Fred. <laughs> flowers are great, but they are that kind of thing where, like, I bring flowers to work, and people always ask me, "Who got those for you?" Such a weird question in 2014. It's not as weird as bringing flowers to work, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like um, everything I do has to be. You know, I, I struggled with depression in my past. I'm not on meds. And everything needs to be pleasurable to me. Okay. And I'm not like a big drug per, or not a drug person at all. So I have a fun ring. I look at my hand. Ooh, that makes me happy. I get distracted. I have some nice flowers on my desk. I'm at work. Oh, this sucks. Oh, flowers. You know, just any little thing I can do. You do you buy, like, expensive soap? What, which kind of soap? Body soap or hand? <laughs> You can pick one. Whatever. All right, well. <laughs> it's not that specific a question. Just. I have two kinds of soaps in my shower. The Dr. Bronner's. You know that? I like to support that it's guy. It's edible. Yes. I've never, soap, huh? I've never, never brushed my teeth with it, but I heard yeah. you could. Yeah. And I like the peppermint tingly feeling, and I agree with all his stuff he has written on the side. You read that whole label? <laughs> <laughs> I take long showers. No, I've read it. But, and then I have like an expensive like oilier soap that I put on just to feel soft. Thank you. So you, you shower twice? No, I just, depending on my mood, I might use a different soap. Oh, you'll soap. mix it up. Yeah, I'll mix it up. I'll mix it up. And for your hand soap? And for my hand soap. <laughs> um, 
I'm one of those people that I can't have a bottle from the store. I have to have the silver thing. So I fill that with something. I bought a great one at Muji. What's Muji? It's that like this fun. Japanese uh, oh. store that sells a weird, diverse line of stuff. <laughs> like you can buy a shirt there, but you can also buy a, a journal. Sure. So you bought a soap from there or a soap I container? bought a, just a cl- simple, clear. Yeah. Then I buy the cheap, shitty, like Walgreens <laughs> refill thing. and I, No problem. Oh, my God. Secret safe. So satisfying. that's something. If I'm if I was going home with a guy and I saw that he had a soap dispenser, right up in my book. Really? Oh yeah. He's got. He's serious about. Takes himself seriously in a good way. Takes life seriously. Wants nice things. Yeah, respects but, himself. Bar, bar soap is kind of a one man operation, isn't it? Bar soap yeah. for the for the hand sink. You might as well leave a note that says "fuck you." <laughs> Oh, yeah. And if there's pubic hair in the sink soap, sometimes there is, gals. What kind? What guys are you going out with who have pubic hair on their hand soap? Oh, no, 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 no. This is stories from my 20s. This is girls live. Um, no, this is uh, not anything that would happen now. And I don't go home with people because my home is very pretty, and there's no way a guy has a better place than me unless he's, like, super wealthy because either super wealthy guys have nice places but no one else does and with women you can be middle class lower middle class whatever your place is nice that's kind of a sweeping generalization but it abs- <laughs> it sure is but i bet i've gone to more guys places than you have you probably have does that make sense yeah what would do you have a, a I, bath mat and stuff i have a bath mat i have fresh cut white roses <laughs> <laughs> my god I have every flavor of Dr. Bronner's, even <laughs> flavor. Uh, now, I even know, the unscented, and when I'm in that kind of mood. I know you're a very private person, and you have a lady in your life. Yeah. But, like, she, she would come over and not be like, okay, we got to fix this, we got to fix that. Like, no, she I enjoys would, your home, because you're a grown man with a nice home. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. I mean, it's sloppy, but it's, it's not like... Sloppy's different than, you can have some clothes on the floor, but I look at that soap dispenser, I go, he's got the right idea, he's just a little busy this morning. I have morning. such a great personality that it, people don't think about it. They go, hey, nice. <laughs> such a fucking got a great personality on a soap dish. I'm not going to complain about his soap. But, I, I would complain about that. It, to, to myself, or I wouldn't say it to anybody. But these are things I think when I'm in the clouds. Well, I'm in the clouds with your appearance on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, um, I yeah, go. I'm going to bring... Yeah, I, I always go... Uh, I always think I'm going to tightly run this thing. It's never tight. I'm sorry we didn't end up talking about the road when we talked about soap. I know, but I think we did kind of a fun... It was good. I hey, like to go with the flow. More for when I come back to New York, right? Inviting myself back. <laughs> Wouldn't you guys like to see a whole episode with me sometime? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they didn't... That was a, um, we'll cut that part out. It's okay. That's terrible what you just did. Are you Jen, really, man? Jen, no. Oh. JenKirkman.com? Sure, yes. At Jen Kirkman on Twitter? Yep. Well, we didn't talk about Twitter. Never mind. Oh, God, I'm glad we didn't. We're going to bring out the final guest for this evening. Thank you again, Todd, for having me. She's got a new album out. I've known her a long time. Please welcome Karen Kilgariff, everybody. Oh, shit. You've got your axe with you. Guys, riveting soap chunk. Seriously. <laughs> fucking. I like that. That made my weight go by so fast. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> that is the downside of going on third. Yeah. On the podcast. It's true. You have to, even though there was nothing but entertaining conversation. I'm not criticizing any of you. Oh, I felt great. <laughs> what, uh, I've, man, I've known you a long time, right? Yeah. I know. Do you like the way I don't make eye contact? No, I like it. Let's pretend we're all on a bus. I never know whether. <laughs> I'm not good. At, I, I don't never know whether I should turn, and then I feel like, oh, I'm ignoring them. I think the performer in me just wants to please that's the crowd. A, that's all I care about, these people. And the people listening at home don't know what I'm talking about right now. Hey, no silence, people. Ever? No, no it's got to be one <laughs> continuous kill. <laughs> and that's a, why the soap came up. What shows are you doing here at the festival? Sorry, I didn't mean to slam your soap thing twice. I thought it would be funny. So, hold on a second. I want to okay. know what kind of soap you have. Yeah, what kind of soap do you have? I oh, don't use soap. Um, don't use soap. I don't take life seriously. And I don't have respect for myself or my job. So, hi, guys. I'm going to be meeting some people after this. Wait, are you serious about not using soap? Yeah, man. It's the way everybody does it now. I'm you know, vegan, so I don't use soap. Are you soap. vegan? What are you talking about? <laughs> Look at me. There's nothing vegan about me. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, fuck a, you. That was a that was a compliment. Worst podcast. That was a compliment ever. that there was nothing vegan. Let's talk about, about how we've known each other for a long time. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. But <laughs> what shows are you doing here at the festival? Um, doing Bring the Rock with Greg Barrett tonight. So you have a story about a musician. You know, I'm supposed to have a story. Let's um, make one up for it. About a musician? Yeah. Which band should we get? Kajigugu. Great. Because people will laugh at the name. Except, will they still? Except, no, clearly not. No. Yeah. No. So you, you don't have a story ready? I will have one by 10 o'clock. What do you think? You're going to like run into Mick Jagger in the hallway? <laughs> you never... Wait a second. And this is not a lie. Oh, good. This is real. I like That's real. That's so weird. Um... When, we, when I was leaving the Burbank airport, me and Owen Burke were standing near our gate talking, and there was a bunch of people by our gate, so we were kind of out a little bit in the middle of the carpet, and I swear to fucking God, I'm talking to him like this, and over his shoulder, Gene Simmons comes walking oh, up. Man. This happened this morning, I swear to God. So as he's walking up, I'm doing this to Owen Burke. Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons. <laughs> but he continues to speak, and I think Gene Simmons saw me doing it, so he fucking comes over to us. I swear to you. Oh, I love this. This I is great. I swear to God. Well, this is your story, yeah. And he goes, how come you guys are standing in the middle? And, and then Owen turned around. I think he finally put together why I'd be going, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons. And he turned around and was like, yeah, we are. And then he goes, I want to hang out with you guys. Yeah. And then we both just stared at him and he walked away. Did you mean to, to blow him off, or would you like to hang out? I it would, felt, it I felt pretty great to that. blow him off. Yeah. <laughs> What's I would, that? I mean, if he just walked over, so yeah, I would have rolled with that, and just said, "All right, you." That was worth asking. interrupting me for. <laughs> oh, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. This is an age-old rivalry we have. Everybody. Keep going. Though. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that it was over. Okay, it was over. It was. So over. my instinct was dead on. Yeah. <laughs> As per you. See, I'm a seasoned broadcaster. How long have you been doing this podcast? Oh, this is like my 48th one or something. For real? Yeah, I think so. 45th. I don't know. 44th. Feels probably. like you're in your 60s. 
I don't even understand what that meant. Doesn't matter. I don't even know how to process that as an insult or just something know. that didn't make That's sense. That's my kind of comedy. That's how I do it. <laughs> so why don't so you should, so if you were going to do Bring the Rock, you would tell the Gene Simmons story and then you would play a Kiss song, right? <laughs> yeah, but I can't do that. I don't know Kiss songs. And also that story is as long as I just told it. So I'd really have to beef that shit up of like, and you wouldn't believe it was I'm in a the gift same shop. Way. Yeah. I'm the same way because people say, you want to do a storytelling show? My story's uh, 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> this guy said something stupid in front of me. <laughs> and then you said something awesome. And I said something awesome on yeah. stage. Yeah. And that guy doesn't even know I said it. Unless he's a fan. What other shows are you doing? I'm doing imaginary radio tonight. At the what is that? That is uh, Drennan Davis and Nick Stargu, his real last name. They are like a musical team, and uh, they do songs. I can't. It's very hard to explain. They're like, um, you know how uh, John Bryan has that like sample pedal thing. He yeah, does? yeah. So Drennan has one of those, and he does like beats and he beatboxes and stuff, and then does songs. I can't really explain it. It's, it's like a Reggie crazy. Watts type thing. Yes, but yes, just different. It's like what I've been doing on the road lately. Yeah. Just, just busting Get out. one of those boxes. Yeah. I like, I'll add that sound. <laughs> Snakes. Oh, you guys were talking about, when you guys were talking about laugh, the laughs earlier, that's my least favorite laugh of all time in any scenario. It's the people, and it happens all the time in comedy clubs, where people laugh, but they laugh like a snake. Where it's just like, you paid fucking 50 bucks to be here and you can't open your mouth. Like, it's the, <laughs> it freaks me out so much, or there's so much passive aggression, and it's like, so like, what was your mother like? That's all I want to say to people. Like, there's so much rage and weirdness in a laugh like that. It's like, I hear you, but I don't like it. It's so odd. The kind of people that sneeze internally, close off the nose, go yeah. out their ears. Exactly. You know? But they're doing it at you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sneeze at you. But what about the snort laugh? Do you like that one? Sure. They mean it. <laughs> I just, I'm so glad I don't have a snort laugh or any laugh for any. <laughs> I have no laugh. This is me laughing. I'm laughing right now at what I just said, which was funny. <laughs> oh, baby snake. So you have least, I love that you have a least favorite kind of laugh. I love that you're looking out and I'm looking at you. That's a fun, that's almost like modern theater of like, no, you look at them and then I'll look at you. And this, this is, is like kind a, of the new way. This is like Beckett, man. Yeah. I'm so bright that I said Beckett. Because you knew that reference right away. Beckett. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. It's still like Beckett. <laughs> Name and Beckett play. Endgame, Waiting for Godot. Shit! He got me twice! Yeah, I, I named 100% more Beckett plays than he thought I would. Yeah, easily. Everyone knows Waiting for Godot, but Endgame, which I think is one of his. And you said it first. I said it first, or middle, holy shit. Yeah. This dude has, he must have a degree or something. Do you? I'm an intellectual. <laughs> you have a degree in intellectualism? Well, who's the smartest comedian, do you think? Um, Greg Proops comes to mind. Proops is very smart. Rick Overton. Rick Overton. Very bright. <laughs> I just heard him sigh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sigh. I was approving of the Proops. Right. They never yeah. pick me. So you'd say Proops, Overton, Barry, or the. 
I'll go with it. I'll go with that. It's a good grouping. Proops. <laughs> I can't th- think of a fourth funny one. Oh well. Where were you going to go, hacky like uh, like carrot top style, or I, you, you know, like I was thinking that unexpected. But, but then I, I just, I don't. Somewhere out there is the per. I'll plug. I'll plug it in. Is this <laughs> is this the part of the podcast where you just give up? <laughs> no, that was at uh, five to four. Oh, <laughs> it turned out great. It's such a good crowd. It is a good crowd. These it really is. I attacked small, one person my... viciously for their laugh. I apologize. And now they're not laughing, which is exactly really... what I'm hoping for. I, I shut their fucking shit down. <laughs> you, shut, you shut their visible enjoyment <laughs> of it's, what we're doing it's down. It's reptilian enjoyment. It doesn't count. It's not. It, if that's what you're trying to convey to the performer, enjoyment, snake sounds don't work. Sometimes you get a, someone who laughs and they have like, I'm the person, I have a silly laugh. And it's like, you probably don't really laugh like that. And then everyone just laughs at them laughing. Yeah, and, and then, the whole show gets away from you? Exactly. Where did that happen to you? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh that got away. Did you ever, did you tour much? Ever? Did you ever go through that? Yeah, I did colleges for a little while. And uh, and I used to yeah I've done some road work. Ooh. Let's hear some road stories. Roads. You know what's really funny is that there was a writer that just had to go do a college, and she really didn't want to, and she was kind of freaking out. And I started telling her I was like, oh, this one time. And then every st- I realized every story I told her was just a hideous story that was not making her feel better at all. Was she a like, comedian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were like she was an author. I was like, yeah, that's a tough gig. (laughs) (laughs) Reading your book out loud and and getting $10,000. No, no. She was a comic. So she had never done a college? No, she just didn't want to go. You know, when you know what they're like, you really don't want to go. And uh, so I was just telling her, like, oh, this one time. Like, I mean, it was, I was terrible. I was terrible. I should never have been doing colleges because it's like for people with big personalities and very set acts. And <laughs> hey, 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 I kill at colleges. No, you do well. No, I don't. Actually. <laughs> I actually saw you. Remember what you, at the, um, the, that college that was right in Manhattan? We came to your show that time. College in Manhattan? NYU? No, it was like um, a Jewish college, like a specialty. Uh, you have the wrong guy. You'd never do a Jewish college. I would never do a Jewish college. <laughs> That's in your writer. A Jewish college? Yeah, it was like a, I, I don't know. I may have been drunk. Maybe we were at a bar and you were just being funny. And there were some people that seemed like they and might there be Jewish. And there was a Hasidic Jew near us. And then saw a couple of them went to college at some point. <laughs> I don't remember that Jewish yeah. school. But, uh, you know, I've done so many shows. It was like, yeah, that's true. And it was probably 20 years ago. How many? So you did like the NACA college conventions? and you? Scored? I did NACA, yeah. And then I did, I had this like mini run of like colleges up in upstate New York. And uh, I was it just eating it royally at every single one. And there was a snowstorm. And then I started having these weird, this weird thing happening with my eyes, where my eyes were moving uh, separate from my brain asking them to. They were just, like, looking around. It was the craziest thing ever. And it ended up being eventually being epilepsy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, that's no, okay. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Because... Um, no, it's, it was just a weird, like, uh, it was a weird small beginning, but to be alone driving in snow in upstate New York with kind of like every once in a while my eyes would just like dart over there. And then I would have to like go 
and try to make my maybe 20 minute set into an hour mm. for a bunch of 19 year olds who are like, it's you. Like they were really looking yeah, for Yeah, why do they always want a fucking hour? They always want an they hour. They want an so hour. And let's they're, take they're the least attention. Yeah, I know that is. You can't really complain. Yeah. You can't say, hey, I'm not going to do your hour for $150,000. Hundred? What? Oh, no, that was, that was a slip. <laughs> Who, who books that? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the booker for that? That's the classic comedy joke where you walk backstage and you go, uh, you guys only getting 10 grand for this one? <laughs> and then they go, but I'm not getting And then you reveal that you're joking. It's fucking great. <laughs> so I just let you guys behind the curtain. Wow. <laughs> to where the kind bars are. I think I saw this once on Paul Provence's green room. <laughs> I, I wasn't Super there. inside. This is, a, this is a comedy nerd... Uh, holy shit, we have to wrap things up. This is a comedy nerd uh, audience, so all our in- Paul Provenza green room references, they get it. They love every single one. Let's make an even more obscure reference. Okay. Oh, man, this is... It's like when I saw Z's performing at Rafifi. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Mary Ellen Hooper's uh, Deep Cuts. <laughs> I remember Mary Ellen Hooper. <laughs> I did a college once where they, when I got there, they were like, do you have any tapes or any sound cues or any um, outfits or whatever? And I was like, who was here before me? <laughs> Mary Ellen Hooper. And I was like, great, you're going to hate everything I do. <laughs> Get ready to really not laugh for like, about no, I just talk. 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. I just try to do j- jokes and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it's harder as I get older now that I'm 37 that I... <laughs> Relating to young people, to the youngsters, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just look out and you go, "Oh my God, this is actually a kiddie show I'm doing." Yeah. Time capsule jokes. This prostate joke isn't funny yet, young man. <laughs> but if you can remember it 30 years from now, oh, oh, you will relate. I like that time capsule jokes. Yeah, you like, hey, yeah, you know, it's rough getting an apartment. Oh, you've never had to get your own apartment, never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you pay taxes, oh, you've never paid taxes. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Time to stop doing colleges, I think. Uh, yeah, that sort of took care of itself. <laughs> That's just, you just go out on stage and go, woo, for an hour, and they'll, they'll love it. I still want to. My favorite way to do a college is when it's like four, you know, 20 people show up, and they're just like the, the quiet nerds, and you're like, yeah. I'll, I'll do a show for 20 people. Yeah. As opposed to, I did a show once with John Stewart, Quinnipiac College, where it's like 1,800 people, and... Half of them liked me, and half of them were booing me. At so the same time? Yeah, so it was this combination of roaring laughter and roaring boos. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wow, this is fucking, this is fucking. And this, then the mascot this. goes by. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make it. That's like a thunderstorm, two fronts coming at you. Exactly. Civil war. It's like the civil war and, and a thunderstorm. <laughs> I did a. It's I not did just a, bombing. It's like a thunderstorm. <laughs> you did what? I did a one-nighter in uh, Moscow, Idaho. Okay. Which used to be the requirement at the club in Seattle, I think. If you were the middler at the club, you had to go be the yeah, headliner yeah. in Moscow, yeah. Idaho. And um, so we drove over the mountain. We got there. Uh, it was in a bar in a hotel. You've done this one? And uh, I was n- in no way prepared to be the headliner at this place. And they uh, went up in the middle of a Seinfeld episode that they were projecting on the wall and turned it off in the middle and then said, it's the time for your comedy show. Um, 
So I opened with, there's no way I'm going to be funnier than the show you were just watching, which was my own fault. Um, and then, of course, like, I would say 13 minutes into it, we'd all decided we didn't want to be experiencing this experience yeah. anymore. And so I, like, tried to basically just, like, speed to the end and close... And the, it was, everyone was just like, oh, that was the comedy show. And I just like grabbed my jacket. And as I walked out, uh, the, the doorman that was standing like in the doorway, as I passed him, he went, boo. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. That's oh, fucking, oh, oh, God. And the God. best part was, so I pass him as he boos into my ear. And then I turn the corner and go three doors down and go into my hotel room for the night. <laughs> just right I was just right around the corner if you wanted to follow up on that in any way that's like you could get feeling. that guy fired probably no I deserved every boo of it I deserved it all you deserve to be booed by someone who worked at the school <laughs> yeah. into my ear canal so that I got what like eardrum f- damage I just don't I mean boo it was of, a Doppler boo cause sports bars no funny yeah I would fucking, if I was doing that college with you, I would have fucking told that fucker off. Would you have gotten in his face? Yeah, I would have said, why, 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 do you, why is what you just did acceptable? <laughs> <laughs> your way of getting in people's face saying, why is what you just did acceptable? That's actually, for a guy like that, would be more effective <laughs> and more confusing and more disturbing to him. Than if I just started punching him. That's right. Because he knows what to do with that. But as far as like someone, an intellectual like Mike myself. <laughs> Look, you got into this, it with him. At least yeah. you could say, ha ha, thanks to me, you don't have a front window anymore. <laughs> he threw you through the front window. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I felt bad I didn't. Cost you a window. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd fucking, I would have just punched and punched. <laughs> but hey, if you went into your hotel room, that's cool. At least Law and Order was on. It was always it? seemed to be on when I was on the road. That's why well, how I got. I there's like so 70 versions of it, right? Yeah. I've never been on once. That's fucking a New York tragedy. You would have been the best serial killer. I've auditioned for that, but I just, to be a serial killer? To be, I don't remember what it was. Who books that? <laughs> the um. Yeah, but I've never been on Law and Order. <laughs> Karen, you have a new album out called Live at the Bootleg? That's right. I remembered that. Thank you. I'm patting myself on back for... Thank you so much. For remembering it for remembering from an hour ago? For remembering my guest's album title. And it's... Uh, who put this out? Uh, special Thing Records. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're on a Special Thing Records, right? And it's songs? Yeah. Yes, it's songs. It's not like a straight-up comedy album, is what I'm saying. Right. It's, I'm was, a guitar actor. That was not a dumb question What I asked. that I asked. Will you do a couple of songs for us? I'll do one. Will you do one? Okay. I mean, don't you think that's plenty? Thank you. Don't you think one would be yeah, like, one. let's wrap it up? If I did yeah. like three, everyone would right. be like, are do you one, fucking kidding me? This is really Thanksgiving at let's your mom's do... house. Let me redo that. Hey, will you do one of the songs for yeah, us? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I, I can't believe you didn't compliment me on my outfit. I'm wearing a, a leotard and a full-length fur coat and... Uh, this is a, that was a callback from the very beginning yes, of Jen's. I like, I like the mohawk, too. <laughs> There's no way to prove that's not true. <laughs> it's the first li- this first live performance on the Todd Barry podcast. Oh, I guess we're... Normally, it's just great conversation. But the, yeah, it's, it's getting rowdy. 
it's like that college she did, man. I'm not going to play drums on the table. I'm sure she'd love that. She just, she just start pounding the table. She loves when you jam. She would love it. Ooh, a capo. Ooh. That's because I can't make bar chords. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we didn't do a sound check for this, but I imagine the mix is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. I'll do whatever it takes to remix this if we need to. You do it style. Yeah. Get in there. Check one, one, check one. <laughs> we did. Thank you. <laughs> that really worked. Uh, this song is uh, how my OK uh, Cupid profile would read if I had one, which I, I never will because I don't want to get stabbed in the neck. <laughs> no, I don't want to meet you for coffee. And sitting around Watching you trying to act cool Just be brave Or go away Either way, it's a-okay That's obvious and I don't wanna hear about your funny friends. I'm sure they're hilarious. Just come across or take a walk. Cause I do not have time for small talk or medium talk. Can you take a little heat? Can you take a little heat? Have you ever had somebody just knock you off your feet? Can you take a little heat? Can you stand a little pain? Have you ever had somebody who just walked away? Just walked away. I'd say okay. What bands are you into? Me too, 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 me too. Do you like Ethiopian food? Me too. Is your dad a drunk? Mine is nice. And why is your heart so fucked up? Do you have to troll around on the stupid fucking website? Did you take a little heat? Did you take a little heat? Did you finally find somebody just knocked you off your feet? Did you take a little heat? And did you stand a little pain? Did you finally find somebody? Then they walked away. They walked away. Let's say okay. Karen Gilgariff, everyone. Thank you. Live at the bootleg. You could buy it online, I'm sure. A special thing, records.
Rick Overton, Jen Kirkman. You guys were a nice crowd. Have a good afternoon. All righty. That was the Todd Barry Podcast live from San Francisco. I think that was a good one. I shouldn't say it was a good one. I, I take that back. I hope you liked it is what I meant to say. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry, toddberry.com. Coming in March, sometime I think in mid-March, maybe late March. Todd Barry, the crowd work tour, documentary slash special will be available on lewisck.com. February 28th through March 1st, I'll be at Foxwoods in Connecticut at Comics at Foxwoods. March 7th and 8th, I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the Gilda's Club Festival. Uh, So check me out there if you're in either of those areas. And follow Feral Audio also, F-E-R-A-L Audio, and go to feralaudio.com for information about many podcasts that they present. Thank you. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.